July 20th, 2023, and we want to welcome you guys into a wonderful morning here on Mornings with Box 2 Radio. We have our Thursday crew with us. Miss Hannah, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. I don't um, have my caffeine, though. I did. Um, the Holy Spirit's going to have to <laughs> charge me up. <laughs> he's your caffeine today. And then Bre- uh, Brother Greg Carwell's in the house. How are you, brother? I'm doing just fine, Brother Aaron. Well, thank you. I like that. I like the sound of that. Uh, Roger would be proud. <laughs> doing just fine, Brother Ron. How are you? Um, and so, But it is a good day to be alive. It's a good day to be in the kingdom of God. It's a good day to serve the kingdom. And as always, we love it, and we are so humbled and appreciative that you give us two hours of your ear Every single weekday morning, whether it's all two hours, whether it's a 30-minute drive to work, or whether it's just hanging out while you're doing dishes or fixing breakfast, we really appreciate and are humbled and honored by the fact that you do let us speak into your life every single weekday morning, and we are appreciative of it. And we love being a part of the Box 2 Radio Network. We believe God's doing great things in and through it, and we are just excited for what all God's doing. And we get more, more and more testimonies about what God's doing, and um, we have also several new preachers getting ready to come on board with us, so we're very excited for that, and I just know God's doing some great things in the the earth at this moment, as he always does, but I believe as the time gets closer and the time gets closer for him to establish his kingdom forevermore and the millennial reign to happen, I believe the outpouring of his spirit is going to be extraordinary unexplainable, uncomprehensible, but it's going to be absolutely mind-blowing because he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask, think, or even could imagine. And we are going to see the outpouring of his spirit. Amen. Well, it looks like the day is going to be a pretty one today, right? Um, Let me see here. Let me double-check my weather. I want to double-check my meteorologist here. Hannah, <laughs> Hannah, what's your gut telling you? Rain, snow, sleet, shine. What's what's shine, nice shine. <laughs> You're hoping for shine, huh? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, nope, looks like some storms. Some uh, in and out today. Dang it. Um, but no snow. I don't see any snow in the forecast. That's a good thing. All right. You nailed it. You, uh, nailed, it. I, <laughs> you nailed it, brother Greg. Says I got it right. Hallelujah. No snow today. Um, <clears throat> and so I. I Let's see here. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to see exactly when it's going to happen, but um, my app's not very good anyways. Heather always says, I need to quit using this one. Hmm. But it looks like... That's the one to give our listeners. Yeah. This is an inaccurate weather forecast Um, for your (laughs) day-to-day. This is a weather (laughs) forecast that is being said on the app, but it's probably wrong. Mm -hmm. So it could snow today. Like, it possibly could. Who knows? All things... In Kentucky, Kentucky, all things are possible. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go out on a limb just guarantee no snow today. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I would say you're probably pretty safe with that act. Um, safe with that, but... I just don't understand how it snows. It has snowed multiple times in late March and even April and October. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Actually, I remember in high school, it's snowing um, actually in May before. Wow. Well, yeah. I whenever I I just remember whenever I was a kid, like whenever it snowed, the snow would be here. You know, it'd like stay for a long time. And I remember uh, before school, I had to bust ice on a pond for the horses. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I used to ice skate on one of our uh, shallow ponds that we had too. And uh, it's been a long time since I've seen ice over you know maybe a half inch thick. Yeah, you know, I uh, 
But I thought he was going to say he was going to ice skate to go break the ice. Oh, I no. said, that don't sound like a good idea, Brother Greg. No, I mean, I've done a lot of dumb things, but <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> um, but I I do miss the time. The kids nowadays never know the feeling of waking up early and watching the television to see if you get a snow day. Because nowadays <laughs> yeah. we call off three days in advance. Oh, well, yeah. snow's in the forecast, so yeah. Thursday you have a day off of school for the 26% possibility of a half an inch of snow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I miss the days when you got to wake up. So. Yep. Anyways, um, snow will be on us soon enough, so let's enjoy the weather. I know it's hot, but here's how it always is. When it's hot, you complain about the hot. When it's cold, we complain about the cold. So in the summer, we're like, oh, I can't wait for cold weather. And then the, during the winter, well, I can't wait for hot weather. <laughs> and so um, we... I just enjoy whatever weather. It, hey, it, at least we're not wishing for lukewarm weather. <laughs> there you go. Whether it be hot or cold. That's true. As long as there's not another Arctic blast, I'm pretty good with anything. Um, and the only reason I didn't like the Arctic blast is all the cleanup afterwards. Um, all the water leaks and pipe busts and everything else that came along with it. So, But it was God's good. God's great. Uh, how'd your all's first night of VBS go last night? Well, uh, from what I hear, it was awesome. The kids had a good time. I did not go for whatever reason. I uh, I didn't go, but I'm going to go uh, from here on out. Uh, they uh, they had a blast. Mm-hmm. And their theme is, I don't know, like space stuff. I don't know. The, you got some rockets and things like this. and I mean, they, they've really outdone herself it's pretty neat the things that they've yeah. done over there and uh, the, all the people that that's involved in, in all the craftsmanship and the paint jobs and all that i mean they they they're awesome over there they those people they really i wish i could name all the names you know that that does it but I, honestly i don't know who all it is is involved but i know that uh, they they really pour into this you mm-hmm. know and uh, yeah Awesome. And that goes throughout the week beginning at 6 o'clock nightly. Is that correct? Yeah. And um, it'll go all the way through Saturday. And I believe Saturday you are a big day planned out there. So yeah. um, exciting times. And everything. And yeah. Yeah. We, um, we just recently found out that an anonymous donor donated um, for our VBS in August that 100-foot one. Have you seen that, the 100-foot long? No. Uh-uh. It's huge. Well, yeah, it's 100 foot. So it's long. It's, long. it's like there's like two different water slides within the same um, inflatable, mm. and it's it's long. So yeah. um, we're excited for that, too, because really we have it for eight hours, and it's only going to be open for like four or five hours oh, here good. as a kid. So that means that I got <laughs> it. That means the adults have got it for at least the three by themselves. So and, what we do up there uh, in the past, we uh, uh, they will the kids have all the kids take a break after you know hour or after a couple hours or whatever it is i don't know they'll have them take like a 30 minute break then us big kids get to get on there uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. That way, that's how it goes that way we don't we're not coming crashing down you on know, the squashing kids, kids <laughs> oh i just come crashing down i don't care <laughs> yeah um yeah i have to give some like um encouragement or like edification encouragement i we were talking about like you know the beginning of the vbs when like all the kids get there and everything's like all exciting and you're like hyping them up for the whole day and stuff. I feel like James is does really good at that. Yeah, James. Because I've been yeah. there a few times with like bringing my niece or nephew or whatever, um, and he's like really good at that. Yeah, that job. James, he his heart is for them kids. You know, he uh, 
uh, he that's his arrows in his quiver is what he says. And, yeah, uh, that's what Aaron and, says. I mean, his uh, his heart is really for them little ones. He, uh, yeah, anybody that knows James, uh, there ain't none better. There ain't none better. Amen. Good guy. Yep. Well, we are excited for what uh, the next few nights for you guys. You can get your kiddos out there six o'clock nightly at Clarkson Community Church, right across from the B um, B place, right there. 62 um and so you will not be disappointed your kiddos will be blessed and i know they do a phenomenal job over there at clark's community with anything children and youth related anything period they do a great job over there so um just excited for the testimonies are going to come out of there and the kids lives that are going to be changed and um the adults testimony of playing on the water slide saturday it's going to be great um i keep well i i'm looking for me a really good water gun for ours um because i'm going to be the enforcer well, on a on another note, uh, I wanted to mention this too. Is we do have fun, you know, and it is awesome. But uh, above all, I don't want to take any away from that because that's that's awesome. It is we do, but uh, more of that is is during the service when when those kids move, you know, and nobody's instructing them or nothing like that. When, when you know that the Lord is moving, that you know, and 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 the kids move and when you see when you see the things take place i mean that makes it all you know it's that's what it's all about you know and uh and just seeing the spirit uh uh enter into a child you know and and that child just just go to the lord and it's uh yeah i mean (laughs) i don't have to explain that to people that you know they've seen it's 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 amazing to watch a kid respond to the Lord, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, we are going to progress forward with well, there's a couple more quick announcements I gotta make. Um, don't forget not tonight, but next Thursday night, man up here at Bethel Fellowship. Very excited for that. Gonna get that rolling again. We took the month of June off and we are coming back here going ferociously after the Lord as a group of men who are hungry to say yes and come together in fellowship and see other men come to Christ and all of us become better fathers, better husbands, and grown, um, you know, mature men in Christ who will help transform a community for Christ's glory. And we're excited for that on this Thursday, next Thursday evening, July 27th, starting at 6 o'clock. I know, say that's a little bit earlier. Well, we'll probably start eating still around 6.30, what we usually do. But in, really, you can come out here a little bit earlier, too. We're going to have... You can bring your kids with you that night. The sons can come out with you. We're going to be back at the lake weather pending. We'll be able to fish. We'll have some things going on back there. Kaya, um, if somebody wants to bring a kayak, you can go on one side of the lake for that. That's fine. Um, if you get caught with a fishing hook, that's not my problem. Um, but, you know, we're going to have some grill out out there. We'll have a bonfire going. Um, and we're going to have Todd Mingus give his testimony around the bonfire. We'll have some kind of worship going on, just a couple songs out there, singing together as a group of men out there around the lake and cornhole again, and some whatever else we can get out there, we'll do it. May have a volleyball net. We'll see what we can do, but it's just going to be a night of fellowship among men. Be able to bring your sons with you. That would be awesome. Have a chance for them to come and fellowship with everybody as well. It's going to be a good night. So that starts at 6 o'clock next Thursday. 
we're amping up for that. Um, been getting everything ready for back there. And then, of course, again, um, Clark's Community tonight through Saturday still going on for their VBS. Um, Bethel's VBS will be August 3rd, 4th, and 5th. You can make plans appropriate um, accordingly right now for that. And then the Crusade in September 10th, 11th, and 12th with Brother Lance Johnson here at Bethel Fellowship. It's going to be an amazing three nights you do not want to miss. The glory of God is surely going to fall, and sons and daughters will be filled, and the harvest is coming in. Amen? Amen. Well, we are in John chapter... Um, did we finish 13 yesterday? We tried. I, yeah, we went I into... I think you did, yes. Yep, we went into 14 mm-hmm. because we went into let your heart... Be, um, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And he goes into, in my father's house, verse 2 of chapter 14, in my father's house are many rooms. Now, I think the King James, uh, it says mansion, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> if it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? Now, my, like I grew up here and my mom all the time talking about the mansion. Yeah. And every time she found a dead animal on the side of the road, she's like, "Oh Lord, just put it in my mansion." Um, and so I said, I, "I said I'm not going to your mansion when I go to heaven." Um, yes. Um, and so now, in if we really look in the background of what it's saying in the Greek word, this room does not denote a mansion like we think about. He's well, making a place. Yeah, and if you look, uh, and I noticed this yesterday because I was trying to get kind of. Uh, equipped for the this discussion today but mm-hmm. so with this in verse two it's mansions well if you go over to verse 23 i'll just read it to you okay jesus answered and said if a man love me he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode mm-hmm. with him sure so abode um, so, so I have this translation Bible. What's it called? This Bible here. I don't even know what the name of it is. But oh, the interlinear. All right. Well, so that has the same number, thirty-four, thirty-eight in the mm-hmm. concordance. You know, sure. Right there. So, abide. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you know when it says in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not abide. There's many people who abide in the Lord. You know, and and there's room for all. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's. You can't, you know, there, he's infinite. And, you know, if it was not true, he wouldn't have told you. If you if you couldn't abide in my father, I wouldn't have told you so. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying. Abide, you know, mansions, abide to stay, to dwell. Yeah. You know, the, make the Lord your dwelling place. Mm-hmm. This is what he's saying here. Yeah. He's making place for us in the kingdom. Yeah. Because before we didn't. Yeah. And where is the kingdom? Where is the kingdom of God? The kingdom is within us. Within us. And mm-hmm. our dwelling place is the Lord, and we dwell in Him. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, because we always got to remember, and I think this is where sometimes we've got out of balance of some things. Um, my final resting place is not heaven. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to be here on the earth. Yep. And, um, and so He's not p- making a place for me or giving me a mansion in heaven. He's actually making room, as Ephesians 2 would start to say, to become the habitation of the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. He's actually created me to be a place. He's created me to be a place that the Spirit of God can dwell forevermore. And so we have got this, though, that where um, I think it's kind of just that thought pattern we always wanted to get into everybody's head is that, well, heaven is something we will experience in the future and yes there's going to be a glory as paul talks about that's going to surpass anything we ever could experience here in this life presently but jesus also talks about in the lord's prayer let your kingdom come in earth as it is in heaven 
that he's trying to make us a dwelling place now. And um, whereas Christ was a dwelling place in when he walked the earth, he said, I'm going to go to a place you can't go right now to make a place for you to be there. Um, and so he's made us the house. He's made us a place. He has created us to be a place that we can come and the spirit of God can dwell in us and use us and go through us and overflow out of us. And he's in my house. There are many rooms. If it were not so, I would not have told you so. I got to prepare a place for you. He's saying, in my Father's house, I'm making room for you. Because when I make room for you in my Father's house, what Brother Greg said, we can come and abide in you. And now we're bringing all things together. Mm -hmm. And it's actually a really amazing, awesome concept if we understand it appropriately instead of just, well, God's made me a mansion in heaven that I get to go whenever I die. Or I just want a cabin in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard him say that. <laughs> yep. know, I just want to just give me a... You know, or just yeah. I don't know if bag I go on the street, uh, go yeah. whatever. I, yeah, I, whatever. You know, as long as they make it, that's you know. But my thing is, uh, he that seeks to save his own life shall lose it, and who lay down his life for my name's sake shall find it. Well, uh, if you're just seeking God to get to heaven, you're missing the mark. Mm -hmm. Seek God for God, um, and uh, seek His face, and not seek His hand. His hand will, his hand, if you're seeking his face, his hands are going to be around you. Because <laughs> if you're seeking his face, he's going to be hugging you. I, yeah. His his arms will wrap about you. Yeah. His yeah. hands will. If you're his, seeking his face, you will be in the shadow of his yeah. wings. I usually, I say it like this a lot. If you seek his face, you get his hand. Yeah. But you, okay, so let me say it like this. If you seek his face, you always get his hand. But mm -hmm. you can try to get his hand without his face. And it's a very dangerous thing because then we have a thing, um, and, and we have seen this. I've seen this in my own life. So I'm not putting down condemnation on nobody, where we seek the blessing. Like, that's what yeah. we're consumed with. Instead of the blesser, we seek the blessing. Yep. And, and it's all about you and not all about him. Yeah, yeah. And then he's going to, that's going to be the ones he's talking about. Turn from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Yep. And, uh, you know, I was studying this yesterday, and uh, just come out, you know, just totally... How to let feel? That's how he always does. Whenever I'm, he'll, you know, that's what he, that's how he does. But in which way, he, uh, uh, many are called and but few are chosen. You know, talking about the banquet, and uh, well, the Lord showed me that uh, it's a broad road that leads to destruction, and many be there at, but it's a, it's a narrow way, and straight is the way and narrow is the gate, and few there be that find it. So he's calling a lot of people, but only a few are chosen. You know, only a few seek his face. You know, and this is a turn for me. You work on iniquity. I never knew you. He said, well, didn't I do this in your name? Didn't I do that in your name? Didn't I do all these things in your name? He said, turn for me. You work on iniquity. I never knew you. And this is what he's saying here. Many are called, but few are chosen. So the ones that are what he's describing there is, uh, or what you're describing there, Aaron, is... Uh, the one that's seeking their hand mm -hmm. is the workers of iniquity because they're in it for themselves instead of being in it for God. He who seeks to save his own life shall lose it. He that lay down his life for my name's sake shall have it. I, I, I'm sure I'm not saying it correctly, but anyway, I, uh, I'm not a good quoter. <laughs> but the meaning of it is seek him and not 
seeking him for yourself, but seek him for him, just for him. <laughs> just yeah. make him center. And you, wherever you fall, you fall, but he's got to be center. That's good. That's true. Amen, Hannah. You got anything to say on it? I'm just thinking about it. I just think it's more, it's deeper than we think. (laughs) Like, I'm not saying like it makes me feel like, well, how can we ever achieve that? Because we achieve that through the power of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. help from the Holy Spirit. But I just think we cheapen that. Yeah. A lot. Well, and it says, and again, listen, I don't want to send condemnation out there on anybody. Please don't take it that way. This is a growing process, and we are to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you know, there's going to be times where, you know, you, you don't do it right. Well, that's <laughs> that's where my mercy is new every morning, and my grace is sufficient. He's training you up in the way you should go, so... It, how can you grow in grace? You know, if even if you're trying and you make a mistake or what have you, how can you grow in grace if you don't experience the grace to grow in? Mm-hmm. And how can you grow in knowledge if if you've never experienced anything to learn anything? Mm-hmm. You know, you can't sit still and, and grow. You have to move forward and just keep pressing forward. And and uh, uh, Aaron talks about guardrails. You know, and he doesn't want to uh, block you, but he'll put the guardrails up. You know, when you start smacking a guardrail, well, you know, you're going to get some dents. You're going to get some dings. <laughs> you know, it's, But you don't it, fall off the cliff. But you don't yeah. fall off the cliff, yeah. You know, and he'll bring you back. You know, that's the rod and the staff, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the rod that corrects you and then the staff that kind of pulls you back, you know, and, uh, you know, spare the rod to spoil the child. He chastises those that he loves. Yeah. So, I think it's all in our mindset because, like, when you're talking about laying ourselves down and and everything we do to do for him and and not for ourselves, not for what we can get out of it, like that's completely counter to our culture. And see, and that's and that's you said it right there. He's after our minds <clears throat> because our our mind is what's going to be our our flesh is going to lay down and and rot one day, you know. But our minds, our spirit is always going to be, you know, and that's what that's what the Lord is after, the way that we think. And I explained, I don't know if I, yeah, I told you all about this, the way I explained to my kids what a spirit is, the best way, my best ability to describe uh, a spirit so they can understand it is a mindset. So if we have a holy spirit, we have a holy mindset. If there's an evil spirit, it's an evil mindset. So we... Whenever we have thoughts in our heads, you know, we have to determine, is this thought from the Lord or is this thought from the world? And that's going to, you know, we take every thought captive. Mm -hmm. And then we we determine which way that is. And, you know, the the (laughs) as you go, go and you grow. (laughs) Go and grow. I like that. I'm a poet and didn't know it. (laughs) But anyway, as you go and you grow while you're going. You know, you, these things come and you learn. And this is how we grow in grace in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But yeah. we, we take every thought captive to what? Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. That every thought has to be in submission to Christ and who he was. And the Spirit of God is there to reveal the Son yeah. and to conform us in the image of the Son. That's why we take every thought captive, because it has to be in submission to Christ. Right. And that's what I was saying, you know, is this, a, is this thought 
is this a, a holy thought? You know, this is, I'm talking about, this is how I describe my kids. Is this a holy thought or is this a thought of the world or is this, thought, is this a selfish thought? You know, is mm-hmm. this, you know, line it up with what, what with we Christ, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With who he is, because yeah. he is the truth. He is this word. The way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. I think a lot, I've heard from a lot of people, and I've had this mindset too but before, like, growing up, that, like, man, like, it's so hard. Like, it, th- it's so hard to live up to what, what this word says. And it's not true. It's not true because, I mean, it's not easy. Like, the, you know, why does the road to destruction or mm-hmm. you know and the narrow is the road but it is possible through christ that's the thing is we're so used to doing things in our own strength we're not yeah. we don't grow up our nature our sinful nature is is not used to submitting everything to christ and letting him casting our cares upon him and letting him fight our battles for us uh, tying that into what aaron was yeah. talking about last night um, and I think that's when, when our mindset shifts from we have to do this all on our own to let Christ do it for us and with us, you know. Well, if we, as as we go on here, we'll, we'll kind of explain this because we can't do it ourselves. If we could mm-hmm. do it ourselves, he wouldn't have had to have done what exactly. he did. Yeah. So, and he goes on, you know, as we get farther down here, we're going to, we're going to show, uh, it, it's going to say it's a, yeah, in verse 10, you know, it's it's going to answer our questions. But we'll, when we get there, it'll all come together. But. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> well, we got a few more minutes. We can keep pumping a little bit. All right. We got a couple more reps to make. <laughs> right. If I go and prepare a place for you, then I will come again and will take to you myself that where I am, you may also be. So when he prepares this place for us, and he's gone, and he prepares this place, he's going to come again. What's he talking about? When I die, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you, and then I'm coming back for you. Mm-hmm. Now, in this regard, I don't think this is the rapture. I think a lot of people talk about the rapture in this place. I actually don't believe it contextually where it's where he's alluding to the rapture. I think here he's talking about I'm dying, but I'm coming back. Yeah. And because when I die and I go and descend into the depths of Shiloh and I ascend to the Father and I come and make a place for you, I'm coming back to you because I'm going to be with he's, you. I'm taking you unto myself. Yeah, he's talking about his death, burial, and resurrection right here. You know, he's he's making because before that there was you know the the way wasn't there. You know, until he says it's finished. You know, then then he opened up and the veil was ripped. You know. Mm-hmm. So this is this. I'm, I'm with you. I think he's talking about his death, burial, resurrection right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do believe so too, because yeah. in that, in his death, burial, and resurrection, is really how he's solidified the making the way for me to be with him. Yeah, he's That's making true. place for me. Yep. And he's, when he, he is the sacrificial lamb. Yes. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And he has caused me to be regenerated, born again. Yeah. And now I am made right because he's right. Yeah. And he's made a way. And because he's made a way, now I can be in communion with him. Whereas before, I could not be in unaltered communion with him because, well, I was not born again. I was, I was, not, a, I was not saved. I was not sanctified. I was not made righteous. And so, um, and it's a beautiful thing because he did all of this to make place for us to be with him. So he said, because what does he say right there? I'm doing this to make a place for you to be able to be with me so that I am always with you. Whereas before he wasn't. Yep. 
I mean, there's just no other way around it. Like, yeah, and he talks about it. He says, right now you have the Son of Man with you, mm-hmm. you know, but there's going to come a time when he's not, you know. And, but and, that's where he sends his spirit. Yeah, but I mean, he w- but he was just talking about, uh, mm-hmm. I think he was talking to Judas at that time when he was talking about giving uh, money to the poor when she poured the uh, alabaster box, broke it. And mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, that's what, I, that's what I was referring to. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I I really do love this chapter, and um, I, and I'm not trying to downplay anybody that sings about mansions in heaven or anything. I'm, that's not oh, yeah. my goal, because mm-hmm. yeah. um, I do think that the time we are in heaven mm-hmm. until we come back to the earth, whatever that is, yeah. it's going to be different for everybody the way they interpret eschatology. Yeah, but whatever time we are up there, it's going to be amazing. Like without well, a doubt, it's going to be awesome. Well, I mean, <laughs> just the fact that no sin can enter in. Come on. I mean, I can't even wrap my head around that, you know, not having to struggle, not having these these things that just constantly just, you know, my whole life just kind of like a real rolling back, you know, enemy just throws at me, throws at me, throws at me, just <laughs> constantly, you know, all that's going to be gone, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm, and it's it's going to be joy unspeakable, and eyes have not seen or ears has not heard what it's going to be, and, uh, and I don't, you know, and... And I'm with you, Aaron. I hope I didn't come off as uh, condescending or anything like that uh, on the mansions in the cabin in the corner and stuff like that. And, and that's okay. You know, uh, however you interpret it, you know, it's going to be good because you're going to be with the Lord. You know, if you got a cabin in the corner, if you got, you know, sleeping bag <laughs> on the street, well, you're going to be with the Lord and it's going to be great. You the know. most important thing is we that we don't idolize what he's giving us more than being in his presence. Well, what what I want to bring out is you don't have to wait till then. Yep. Because you can dwell in him here is what he's saying. Yep. This Amen. is a here and now. This Amen. this scripture is here and now. And it's not just things that are to come, which it is things that are to come, but it also is talking about here and now you can have him as your resting place mm-hmm. today. Yeah. You know, he's a right now God. That is correct. Right now. Yeah. All right. We got Thursday question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. Um, We appreciate them being an underwriter and sponsor of the Box 2 Radio Network. James used the example of which Old Testament figure to demonstrate how the prayers of a righteous man can have a powerful result. Um, James used the example of which Old Testament figure to demonstrate how the prayers of a righteous man can have powerful results. Results, 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. The Box 2 Radio, thank you so much for tuning in this beautiful morning. Pastor Dwayne Kidd got that answer right for the trivia question, so congratulations, Pastor Dwayne. Oh, I bet you he cheated. He probably looked at it. <laughs> It was Elijah, James five thirteen through eighteen, or as it would say in some Elias, which is Elijah. Um, he was the one that James used as an example of the Old Testament figure to demonstrate how the prayers of a righteous man can have powerful results. Amen. And prayer does have power, powerful, powerful, powerful results. The effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen. Amen. Um. Well, I have still hear, heard a lot of feedback from yesterday on the um, topic of translations and how we got the English translation and all that. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought nobody would be listening by the time it was over, but there's a lot more people listening than I thought. There, there was some really good feedback questions. Though. I don't want to spend really much more yeah. time on translations, 
But just to briefly cover a few of the questions that I got from people yesterday afternoon, even yesterday morning, was um, about study habits and study tools and study resources. And that is a good question because there is a whole lot of them. And just to help a little bit, because um, this is the thing I'm understanding a lot, is there's a lot of people who are getting very hungry. And um, when you start to get hungry, you start to study differently. You start to think differently. But you're being introduced to things you've never been introduced before to. And so there's many different ways to study. Um, But I think when you start to get into deep study, you're going to start understanding that Scripture works contextually with each other, that words matter. And the best thing, the number one tip I can give for anybody studying the Bible, and you're going to think, once you hear this tip, you're going to think, Well, that's not a very good tip. (laughs) But here's my tip. Slow down. Yep. Slow. I'm not talking about slow down your acceleration for Jesus. What I'm talking about is slow down your study. Yep. Take more time to study. And I would rather you pump 15 minutes over one word than 15 minutes over four chapters. That's the way I tell my kids. Yep. When you read, you know, I, I sit them down, you know, I have them spend 20 minutes. And I uh, tell them that exactly what you said there. I said, I'm not, I don't want you to get as much as you can get in 20 minutes. Yeah. I want you to read and understand as much as you can understand in 20 minutes. And if it's only one verse, well, that's profitable. But if you can read 20 verses in 20 minutes and not get anything. I take that one verse. (laughs) I take one verse. For me, it's the quality over the quantity. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, that's the number one tip I can give to anybody. Now, when you're studying, there is some very useful tools that you can help study. Um, number one and foremost, the Holy Spirit is your greatest teacher, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, and we need to rely on him whenever I go to study or whenever I use when I, especially like, um, like, I think now we start to learn the the kind of the beauty behind that we're in constant communion with him. And so... Instead of like, I, I still have my times I'll sit down and pray, but throughout the day I'm praying. Yeah. So even when I'm reading, Lord, help me. What does this mean? What does this mean? Now, when I remember when I first got born again, I would sit down before I read and say, Holy Spirit, show me everything you need to in the scriptures. I read it today and reveal things. So the Holy Spirit is our greatest teacher. Yeah. Without a doubt. He is our number one teacher. But also I think God in his grace and mercy have given us an innumerable amount of tools and resources to help us in a greater measure understand the word too. One thing that I will say that uh, to watch out for that I fell into is don't uh, have a concept and then try to find that concept mm-hmm. in the Bible. Yep. Because you will find that concept. That that doesn't mean it's true. That doesn't mean it's right. So if you have any preconceived things, don't look for those preconceived things. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you have something on your mind or whatever, let the Lord show you through other avenues, and he'll answer those things if you're true about it. But if you go, you know, I fell into this. Uh, I don't know if you have or not, Aaron, but uh, probably like had just, um, um, okay, then this this way. So then I go and I look, and I try to find it the way that I, it was presented to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, there it is right there. It says this, 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 just like that. Mm-hmm. You know, well, come to find out after, you know, <laughs> you know, further review long, you know, it, it, and how much time that was between there, I found out that that wasn't the case. Sure. You know, so uh, let the, like Aaron said, let the spirit be your guide. And, yeah. and 
and that I was I want to say this too the that just uh, conversation yesterday this discussion it was great I learned a lot you know I didn't know where all the translations and all that come from either and uh, and what I was telling you guys at break they uh, regardless of what translation anybody's reading if you're truly seeking the Lord you he's going to reveal himself to you and and if whatever translation you're reading is not for you well he's going to lead you away from that and he's going to lead you where you need to go you know and yeah. i i don't know how he'll do it. i don't know what that looks like but i know that the lord will lead you yeah and 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 however he leads you that's what he'll do yeah and you'll know it yep um and before i go into my number two study tip i will say among translations is I wish there wasn't so much hostility around it. Like, yeah, um, it seems like there's a lot of arguing and dividing bes- between these translation issue. Yeah. Um, because but even even we my know where that comes from. We do know where that comes from. <laughs> but even myself, who like I don't approve or like the Passion Translation or the NIV. Those are two I stay away from. Yep. But if somebody gets up on a Sunday morning here or Wednesday night and preaches and uses it, I'll never get like you need to no, don't do that. Yeah. You know. I, I've made myself vocal that I don't really, myself, I don't use them to. I have yeah. personal things, reasons I don't. Um, but I don't. I still don't drive hostility around them if I, just because I don't like them. Yeah. And I, I wish that we wouldn't do that so much because I do, what I think we do is more than anything, the new believers and the people who are just getting into the Word who are using other translations because it's a little bit easier for them to understand. It makes they, a stumbling block. Yes, it creates a stumbling block for yeah, them. We don't and, do um, and so I just think that we should always encourage one another to grow and grow in the grace. And, you know, for those who may think that it is King James, that's, that's fine. That's your opinion. But instead of attacking everybody else, always have the intention of growing growth and edification in yeah. our words um, because we need to let our speech be fa- flavored with salt. Edify yes. your brother. Yes. So even mm-hmm. if he's reading from that or whatever, say, you know, and and, and something may be slightly different or what have you, well, then present it to him. I say, you know, this this is what this one says here. Uh, you know what do you, you know just bring it to him or what have you if it's something of concern you know mm-hmm. uh, but uh, that's one thing other than the people who claim to be in charge that's the only people that Jesus pointed his finger at sure you know the ones that you know so uh, gotta be cautious yeah yeah Hanny you got anything to say Mm-mm. amen just thinking <laughs> amen uh, now my study tip number two the first one slow down not about the quantity it's about the quality and um, the second thing is always study contextually, which actually lines up with what Brother Greg just said. Mm-hmm. So often we take one scripture and build a whole doctrine around one scripture, and we ignore the rest of scripture. So when I study, and I'm taking, say, John seventeen 14, I'm just throwing around, I don't even know what it mm-hmm. says, I'm just yeah. saying, all right, I'll read that verse. I'll think about that verse. I'll study into that verse. I'll look at the words. But then I start to take it into the thought that it's in. So usually Bibles are broken into like paragraphs for the most part or yeah. verses or something in that regard. And it has like this little cluster, you know, usually it has headlines or something like that. I usually study within that yeah. cluster. And then I go to the chapter and then I go to the book and then I'll kind of go to the whole Bible. So so am I yeah. saying that we read the whole Bible every time we study a verse? No. What I say is I start to learn everything I can about that word or about that concept. Look up all the scriptures pertaining to it. 
You can use Google to do that because there's what's called openbible.org. Yeah. Um, and you can it, you type in, say, we're studying anxiety. You type in anxiety and openbible.com or .org. I can't remember which one it is. It's one of the two. Yeah. Um, we'll tell you all the verses pertaining to anxiety in the Bible. So we the can Bible study us. The Bible app will do that too. The Bible yeah. app will do it as well, the version app. Um, and now, so we're starting to study... the not just one verse like Philippians um, that talks about anxiety. Now we're going to study the whole Bible, but we start out within the context of that one Mm -hmm. because you always got to remember, and me and Hannah talk about this quite a bit when we talk about studying the Word and unpacking it and and seeing the text correctly, is whoever the author is, whether it's Paul, Peter, first and foremost, the Holy Spirit's the greatest author. He's he's leading all things. Mm -hmm. But every author had one purpose for writing that one word. There was an intention to write. Like when Greg tells me something, he means one thing. Yeah. Now, how that applies to my life could come in different branches. Yeah. So the principle never changes. The application of the principle can change. And so the principle stays the same throughout the course of time. Now, how that principle applies to the second century over the 21st century will definitely change. The gospel never changes, but the method of delivery will change. And so we see that evolving all the time. And I think what we've got to do is make sure that we're getting the principle right. So we have to understand the context of where that verse is found. So we take that one verse, we study that one verse in the context of the author writing in that cluster of verses, and then we go to his whole book, and then we start spreading it out. And that keeps us accountable, and that prevents us from doing what Greg just talked about, to where we have this... What we do sometimes is we already have hypothesis, and then we take it to the Scripture and try to try, try to, to prove, prove it. Point. Prove yeah. our point. Instead yeah. of letting Scripture... Dem- let us instead of letting scripture curate our point, we try to bring our point and let scripture back up what we want it to say. Yeah, yeah, because really, scripture is defining and is the standard to which we measure any thought or idea that we have, because it has an answer for everything. This word does have an answer. Right. I mean, yeah. even things that are really hard to understand. I mean, the answer is God is all knowing, and he yeah. <laughs> he knows the answer. We and we might not, you know. One, need to know that answer. One thing that I that I've come to realize in studying now is this word uh, is, is is so tightly knit like a fabric. It's overlaid, overlaid, all one to another. It's so connected. Everything. It's like you know how Kevlar prevents bullets. You know it 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 the it's a fabric that's woven together so tightly that you know it, it stops bullets or whatever. Well. I hope I'm making this. Uh, I'm trying to. The, all these, all these scriptures here, all these line upon line, verse upon verse, they all tie together. I mean, they are all so tightly knit together like a big piece of fabric right here, and it's you can't. They can't be separated. So, you know, and that goes back to Jesus being the Word made flesh. You know, it's it's this is all tied together, and the more you read, the more you're going to see. Hey. That's what he's talking about over here. Or that's what this, yeah. you know, even the children of Israel and the things that they suffered and the, the physical things that they went through represents a spiritual battle that you're going to walk in at one time. You know, and I didn't always know that. Yeah, but I see that now in these scriptures and, and how it all comes together. Yeah. And so what you're talking about is whenever whenever the author of Exodus wrote the, the, the sea party, there was a real story. 
there was a real event that happened. I don't want to just say yes. story. There's a real event that happened. A, a account of history is what there, I want to say. There yeah. is, there's truth. That's yep. the principle that God delivered them from Egypt. Yep. Now, what what the Holy Spirit does is takes that and say, but just as he did that, we have mm-hmm. the principle, God's a deliverer. Now, how will he deliver us? Amen. The, the yep. principle of God delivering never changes. Throughout the course of time, yep. it's different. But he's not going to have to deliver me from the hand of the Egyptians. But there are Egyptians in my life. Yes. And so that's the application. Yep. What what Maybe. becomes dangerous for yep. the church is when we sit in a corner in a circle and hold hands and say, well, what does this scripture mean to you? What does this scripture mean to you? <laughs> that's not the right question because it does it can't mean different things to you. The yep. question is, what does it mean and how does this apply to our life? Yeah. Well, the scripture means that he is deliverer. But my deliverance is different than Greg's deliverance. So what Greg was delivered from is different than what I'm delivered from. So the scripture never changes in principle, but in application, it's always changing. And I think that's how we would do a better job getting people to understand how to talk and expound on the scripture is that there is a principle being taught in every single scripture. And we are responsible to find that principle and then apply it to each other's lives. And first things first. You got to get it in you. You, you got, got to. you got to read it. You know, uh, just even if you don't understand, you know, you got you have to you have to read it. You know, just to get the overlay. You know, and that's what what I struggled with was I wanted to read and understand immediately. Mm-hmm. It don't. It didn't work that way for me. <laughs> it didn't work. I can't say it don't work. That, it didn't work that way for me. It hasn't so worked I, that way for me either. Yeah. So I had to read it, and then he would. You know, as as I read this. Whenever I start reading other things, then those things that I read starts coming back. Yeah. And he brings them to my remembrance. So, yeah. yeah. Um, that's good stuff. Yeah. And then the third, Hannah, do you got anything? Well, I was just going to say real quick that the principles apply to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that we use them change, but like, especially when it comes to like, commandments that the Lord gives us like ways Mm -hmm. to abstain from sin and things like that I think that's a huge one that is controversial to people because people would be like well that doesn't really apply to me that that's that might be a struggle of this person but we don't need to get caught up in that we need to look at the principle of what what it's what Paul is telling us or what Jesus is telling us and that principle those principles do apply to every believer now they might apply in different ways that we use them or we might have different um, struggles than each other but that doesn't mean we can ignore those principles in our life we have to we have to live by them there aren't just certain people who don't have to live by them and certain people who who do yeah yep Amen. I agree a hundred percent that all principles per- can they 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 affect me. Yep. They guide my life. They they lead me. And speaking of principles, that's a good way to get back to the scripture. That's right. So <laughs> the principle here is dwelling in the Lord. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I didn't. Oh wait, I didn't cut you off. Well, I just I, I got one more study tip because right, I I have had a lot of people ask me this. So I want to help. Go I just ahead. wanted to help as best yeah. I can, and then we'll get back to it. Um, yeah. um let's see here. Principle number, I mean, study tip number three for me. First one, go slow. Second one is always studying the context yeah. of Scripture. Don't try to isolate one verse from the rest of the Bible. And the third one is don't be afraid to use the tools that God has seen fit to have in our hands. No. So use the commentary. Like James, I mean, James, like Greg was talking about earlier with the interlinear. Mm-hmm. Um, we both have the same Bible. 
and it basically will give us the Greek or the Strong's number beside it um, so that we can see what the word would be in the original language. Now, that takes some deciphering sometimes because our English language is a very um, weak language, I guess, at times. And people say that... Broad. Like, we'll say uh, broad language. Well, just One word is, can mean a lot of different yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of And a lot of other languages don't have that. Like, we could have... We have a lot of words. Um, like, cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, what is it? Temperature cool, or is it cool like Me. Um, all right. No, I'm just <laughs> Is it cool like Greg, or is it cool like Hannah, or is it cool like a temperature, or is it whipped cream that's cool? Like, which one is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's how we are. And yeah. sometimes, so that is the hard part sometimes about using an interlinear is that yeah. it could mean a lot of different words. Um, now, you can usually decipher through that from understanding the context, because some mm-hmm. words wouldn't fit into the context of what he's yeah. saying there. So that's where that's where going back to it's quality, not quantity. Taking your time, yeah. taking your time, diving into it. Um, don't be afraid. And and really, the tools I'm talking about is don't be afraid to have a really good study Bible. And again, like I went back to the other day, the ESV is like it's probably my study Bible of choice. But even if you don't like the ESV version, the notes and the tools in the ESV study Bible is enough just to have. So. Just if you're going to study, have an ESV study Bible or something like that. I'm not endorsed by the ESV study. I'm just trying to mean, I'm trying to get the right tools in everybody's hands to help them the most I can. Um, have a, if, if you're a preferred translation to King James, have your King James Bible and then have your ESV study notes next with it because it's just worth it. Like they're so, again, yeah. the intention of the editors and those who are doing it, and they've been fair and balanced with different views and different thoughts and all these kind of things. But it's, I found like, I found like a news network, fair and balanced. Um, <laughs> But um, their intention was that everybody would have a seminary-level education in their hands regardless of where they go. And um, and I think it's just – I think it's an incredible blessing that the Lord has sovereignly given us all these tools to understand his word mm-hmm. and help us grow in it. And, I, you know, I, I sent you a text yesterday. I'll say it today. You know, one thing about it uh, was uh, – uh, is – don't seek guidance uh, uh, from the Lord or don't seek the guidance of of God from the counsel of men. Okay, so what I'm saying is, you know, and I fell into this, you know, with with stuff. Instead of seeking the Lord on things I needed to do, I'd ask all the guys around me, mm-hmm. you know, and I'd, I'd get all my, and that's what I would go with, you know. and uh, And so many times, if not every time, <laughs> you know, it's not the way the Lord wanted me to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's so easy to do that uh, because, you know, we have, you know, just like Aaron or, or Hannah, I, be- I don't ever believe you all to ever leave me astray at all, you know. But the Lord may not have me to do something that you all think, you know, if I was to come and got your opinion on, it may be totally opposite of what the Lord wanted, yeah. you know. And, uh, and like, it's possible that I could have learned something wrong. And and believe like in yeah. college or from a person, and yeah. I truly just didn't know that I learned it wrong. And if yeah. I'm telling you that thing that I learned wrong, then I know there's grace, and God will show me the truth. But yeah. that's the importance is because if we rely on people to yeah. teach us everything, then there could be some things that they've learned that were wrong. Yeah, you know, and uh, uh, yeah. So uh, that's that's what I was talking about by that. It's and I you, I'm a broken record. <laughs> Everything we do, we got to seek the Lord. He's got to be the center. Amen. He's got to be. He's got to be the our compass that tells us which way to go. We have to look at Him 
in every way we go. I don't know if anybody's ever used a compass, but it points always points north. It always points true north. So in any which way you need to go, if you need to go east, you got to know where true north is in order so you can go straight east. You know, because if you don't mm-hmm. know where true north is, then you're not going to go straight east. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is our compass. Yeah. And he's he, he is our truth. You know, he is our true north. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. And uh, he's he, we got to seek him. And uh, and and I'll tell you what I do. Uh, and like, well, Greg, what do you mean seek him? I mean, what if I'm going to go do this? Well, ask him. I say, Lord, this is what I plan on doing. If if this is what I need to be doing, or if this is the way you'd have me do it, then let this happen. Then, then show me, show me this is the right way by by this route here, you know. Or, or well, I'm just going to use it this way. I was thinking about getting a, another vehicle, and I said, okay, Lord, if this is the vehicle, if this is what I need to do, then uh, this, this, and this, you know, make this happen. And if that doesn't happen with it, you know, if it doesn't happen like this, then that's my fleece and I'll know, you know, and and it didn't happen like that. So I knew I didn't, you know, so, you know, this in all things that we do, you know, uh, just use him as your compass, you know, in, in all your decisions. Uh, he will guide you. Yep. You know, he we have not because we ask not. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and when we start to walk close enough with him. And we start to surrender ourselves and die to ourselves and our selfish desires and what we are trying to get done. Yeah. Then what I have found in my relationship with Christ, and I'm not there. I'm saying I'm growing in this majorly, but I have experiences. My desires start to die, and the desires that I start to have are His, and He yes. will give us the desires of our heart. That does not mean in Psalms that He is mm-hmm. going to. Give if I desire a Lamborghini, He's going to give it to me because it's <laughs> the desire of my heart. It's meaning that in my heart he'll transform me so that I can desire what he desires because if he goes left, I want to go left. And if he goes right, I want to go right. And we have the Spirit of God in us to help us discern and decipher and to be led correctly because now he who has an ear, let him hear. And also we have the the Word to point us in the right direction. So he has given us the Spirit and the Word to guide us. Amen. And just real quick, the you know, talking about the desires of your heart so what he does he gives you the desires of your heart so he we got to be transformed by the renewing of our mind so he takes your desires and he transforms them into his desires and places those his desires in your heart oh yeah you that's what sure that's the way i describe that you know it's not that it's our desires he transforms our desires into his desires isn't it good Amen. Amen. Well, I'm a note taker, and before we get off of or get go to the break, what was that third tip you said? Uh, don't be afraid to use the tools. So, yeah. like Strong's concordance. Now, a lot of people use Strong's. Um, there is another Greek interlinear out there that I believe is a very solid one. Um, it's called Munse or Munsi, um, however you want to say it. It's it's a really solid Greek concordance That's as well. That's a good translation too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, vines is vines is still a staple. It's still great. Don't worry about vines, but vines or Munse. Um, but there's also this website, and again, um, I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm just telling you what tools I've used to get this done. Um, and Logos Bible software, it's really hard to compete with. It has everything. Mm-hmm. Now you will pay for it though. And now I think they do like payment plans and all these kind of things too. I don't, I'm not endorsed by nothing. Like 
I just want everybody to know this. I'm not endorsed. There's no sponsorship. There's nothing here. I'm just being as real as I can because I want you to learn your Bible. Um, and so Logos Bible Study software, you can actually, like, um, I had it at one time, and then I let it it kind of go away, um, and I regret it all the time for it. But, but like, you, I could get Logos on my computer, my laptop, my iPad, and my phone, so everything in it. And I had a lot of material, so I had probably, like, um, 30 or 40 sets of commentary on my phone, like full commentaries. And, um, and so you had all the interlinears and all this. I'm not saying you have to be all of that. Um, but I am saying don't be afraid to use the tools because I believe a lot of these men and um, women, they studied hard. They prayed hard. They learned from the things of the Lord. And just as we learn from our pastors on Sunday morning, learn from our Bible teachers, learn from our Sunday school teacher, commentaries are not much different than that. That's all they are. They are they are men and women who not with us, but yet we can glean from the knowledge and the wisdom that God has granted them to have. But they're not the end all. So you should not lead with the commentaries. Let me just tell you that. And you shouldn't lead with the interlinear. You should just read the word, meditate on the word, work through the word first, and then start letting commentaries and all these resources complement the word, but not uh, not dictate. dictates a good word. Um, and that would be my third tip. So tip one. Take your time. Move slow. Tip two is um, always study in the context of the whole scripture. Never rush and never take one scripture isolated from the rest of scripture. And number three is don't be afraid to use some of these tools. I'm working on tools again. Um, I had one um, one lady yesterday um, ask me about study tools and how to get started and stuff like that without just doing like a pre-planned um, Bible study. Um, and so I'm working on some tools because I need to update because there's new things. Going, so I'm trying to decipher through what's the new things coming. Is it good? Is it profitable? So I'm spending a little time trying to do that. I will try to compile something. and, and But, I, I mean, at the end of the day, the reason I answered all these questions was I, I do feel like it's important to get the people and get all of us on the same path studying the Word. So Amen. I agree. I agree. <laughs> all right. Uh, Thursday question number two, sponsored by Higdon Land Surveying. And we sure do appreciate Higdon Land Surveying for being an underwriter and sponsor of the Box 2 Radio Network. Who pretended to be mad to avoid capture and death at the hands of an enemy king? Who pretended to be mad to avoid capture and death at the hands of an enemy king? 270-257-2689. Again, that's 270-257-2689. We'll get your name in for the drawing. This two-week. All right. We are back here on Mornings with Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. Uh, Have we got a... I don't think we've got an answer for that trivia question yet. Um, So, yeah, it's been a... That Good a, morning. Yeah, that was a quick break. That was a quick break. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there we go. That was a quick break. My mic wasn't on. <laughs> but uh, now, uh, uh, yeah, it, and that was a good discussion on, on, you know, the different translations and all. And, and uh, you know, I'm for commentary, and anybody that knows me knows that I'm, I'm afraid of commentary personally, myself, just, just for me, uh, because I don't want to go into the Word with a preconceived idea. You know, I want to be uh, myself. This is just for Greg Carwell. This I'm not. I'm not saying anybody should do it this way. This is the way that I do it. I like to go into it with uh, uh, untouched, uh, just an open mind. You know, without having uh, this, or, you know, this way or that way uh, mentioned. So uh, that's for me. Uh, but use all tools that's available. You know. Uh, but I think kind of uh, what would be 
good uh, for those who maybe are kind of like yeah. Greg in that sense. And I think that's kind of what Aaron was saying was go into it with just the word first. Yeah. Like get the word so deep in you that when you do hear other teachings from other people, yeah. it's in you so solid that you can discern yeah. and kind of like judge it, judge the teaching and, and see, okay, are they bringing something else to light from the Holy Spirit or yeah. is this going against what I know to be true? And I think when we do that and we have the word so in us, yeah. it's like we don't have to worry about like, is this going to like sway me because there's no way you could be swayed yeah. mm-hmm. if the word's so in you then you can judge that according to the word that's already in you and at that point you know like if you hear something that does line up with it and you're like wow like i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna add that to my bag of tools yes. like and that's that's you know so. yeah i see yeah i, I agree with that because that's uh that's happened with me you know uh, uh but just having that baseline first you know yeah uh, uh, i think i've said this before uh i I know I have, but I could teach you one thing and Aaron can teach you one thing, you know, but the, what the Lord gives you, you know, nobody can take that away, you know. Mm-hmm. So if, if the Lord has downloaded something into you, mm-hmm. there's no question that's, you know, it come from the Lord. Yeah. You know, now if I teach you a concept, a theory, and then uh, somebody else comes and teach you a concept, a theory, you know, those are here or there, you know, uh, because, uh, but if the Lord gives you something, nobody can take that away. It's, it's set. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, another Bible question that has been stirring around a lot lately is, um, what does it mean when somebody says, you know, um, pray the word, pray the word. I've I've had people talk to me about this concept of praying the word, how we should pray the word. One of the questions I even have for myself, how do I pray the word? Do I just pray the scripture? Do I just like, there's books that have compiled scriptures. Like, so if mm-hmm. we're praying against anxiety, here's all the scriptures that I need to pray against anxiety. So we use the word. The word is our greatest weapon. Okay. For sure. It's our sword mm-hmm. and prayer is the way that we wield the word a lot of times, but how do we do it? Do we just recite the scripture and pray that way? Or do we use the principle behind the scripture and pray with the principle? How would, how do you guys do it? You have to, first off, you have to believe, believe, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you have to believe, believe that the word's true. Yes. I think you have, you have to, to understand it, it too. Yeah, I, I think you have to understand it too. Because if, if we're praying the word over a situation that that word is not talking about mm-hmm. at all, I mean, I don't think we're going to get struck down or anything. No, but no, no. It's but it just not going to, it's going to be ineffective mm-hmm. if we're praying a, a out of context scripture over a situation yeah. that needs a different scripture, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking about. He just brought to my memory about the uh, why. Why couldn't we cast this devil out or whatever? And it says this one comes by prayer and fasting. Well, so then people take that and think, well, I need to pray and fast for this to happen. Well, no. What he's saying there. Well, hold on. Yeah, what he's saying there is because I have prayed and I've fasted. I am so close to the Lord. I can pray this devil out of there. You know, uh, because you have not spent the time, you have not got the depth of understanding of how to pray for this person. Mm-hmm. Is is and I think it's what you're yeah. describing there. So when I, I'm trying to think where that was, it says, "Why couldn't we cast this one out?" And it said, "Only come, this kind only comes from prayer and fasting." So that means you have to be close to the Lord. You have to have your time in with the Lord yeah. and have His and ear. Be, have His ear. And, you know, and have a relationship with him. 
yeah. in order to cast yeah. this one out. Um, 1 John 5, verse 13. I'm going to read a couple of verses. I write these things to you who, as Greg says, believe in the name of the Son of, of God that you may know that you have eternal life. So first of all, he's writing to those who believe in the Son of God because they have eternal life. And this is the confidence. I love that word. I mean, I just love this verse. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, who? Christ. Mm -hmm. That if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. How do we know the will of Christ? Because he has told us his will in the word. Prayer and And, fasting. Yep. (laughs) Well, I think that with this, with the word, like the disciples were having the word unravel before them. Paul, Peter, and all them, they were writing scripture. So back Mm -hmm. then, all of this scripture was being unraveled right with them. They were learning on the go. We have the opportunity to look in retrospect and already have the word compiled for us. We never have to question what's God's will because God's will is demonstrated in the word. It's true. Well, but it's got to be revealed to us, you know, because anybody can read this and not get it. So we have to have the Spirit guide us. You know, does the Spirit reveals His will in us? That is true. And uh, so, but the Word is the revealed revelation of who Jesus is, and then the Holy for, Spirit has to guide us for yeah, sure. For yeah, but but, but he's, he even says uh, in here, you know, this uh, he as like when he speaks in parables. You know, it's it's for uh, uh, those that have an ear, let them hear. You know, and then those that have the ears, the one that has, that's being guided by the Holy Spirit, because without the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, this word, these are just words on the pages right here because we have to be quick and we have to be made alive. Well, I don't, like, I would almost, yeah. I don't want to say they're just words on the pages because they're the inspired word of God. Like, every scripture is inspired. It's yeah, God-breathed. It's question, all the, but to a person who's not been quickened. To they, a person that's they, quickened, they but, are words on but I also don't want to, yeah. I don't want to ever undermine what the word is i'm not, um, I'm not uh, undermining so, the word i'm undermining it, the, a person without god yeah yeah that's what you know that's if, you, if the, an unbeliever reads the scripture it's just words i yeah, get it that's um, what I'm saying. Yeah. but for us who are believers yeah. and us who believe the word and believe that christ the holy spirit has inspired them mm-hmm. i'm not looking to see what god would think on a subject because i pretty much already have it in the word what he does think yeah and what he knows and what we do what i think we do Whenever we pray according to his word and we pray according to his wills, we pray the scripture. We pray according yeah. to the word. Like when I prophesy or when I declare, preach, teach, whatever it is, when anybody does it, it all should come back to the word. Yeah. The word is the plumb line of justice. The, pl- the word is a plumb line of truth. We have to have the word and it is the revealed will of God. It's 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 the revealing who of who he is. It expounds yeah. who Jesus is. Um, do we need the spirit of wisdom and revelation to to understand it in its fullest context? Of course we yes. do. But I, if I'm praying against the word, I'm praying against his will. Yeah. And anything I pray according to his will, and I believe his will has been revealed in the word, then it will be given to us. So if we pray according to his word, it's never going to fail. I do believe, though, that even the newer of a Christian that you are and the the less time that you've spent in the word, because like we're saying, we're not just going to learn everything sure. overnight. So, I mean, if you're newly saved, newly born again, then you're still learning this out. Mm-hmm. So it very well, a new believer could be praying something in a wrong way or because even though they have the Holy Spirit, they haven't got this whole word in yeah. them yep. yet. Yeah. And because of that, even when they read the scripture, 
I, I think the less the word that you have in you, the less under like the Holy Spirit's going to help you along the way. But I think God has a lot of grace for when we're fresh starting into it, sure. if that makes sense. I remember I'm, uh, this is a funny story. I remember whenever I first got saved, I mean, I was on fire because I'm telling you, I didn't go to church. I didn't know. I didn't. Yeah, he just reached down, and pulled me out. And I wasn't looking for him. But I remember. I mean, I was on fire. I remember I was swimming at my, my cousin's pond over there, and I thought, man, I could walk on water. You know what I'm saying? I love it. And, walk uh, on that water. I didn't walk on the water that day. You know? <laughs> this, uh, you know, I didn't. But I really believed I could, you know, like Peter, you know, because I, I was it. so full. I love it. Of, of just faith. Faith and just, that you know, awesome, and I thought that, you know, I could just walk across that pond, and uh, I didn't. So, yep. uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Newsflash of reality. uh, (laughs) Was it the will of God for you to walk on the water? Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, that's my thing, you know, and and what we have to we have to realize is he's in control. Yeah. We we're not. And some things, you know, like we we had this discussion before, sometimes we pray and the answer is not what we want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have to trust God. And believe that he is in control and yeah. and trust him and, and be content yeah. yep. in all things. Yep. I want to say this. I know I talk about the chosen kind of a lot, not super a long time on the right, because I'm not saying that yeah. it is a replacement for scripture or anything like that. I just like to watch it because yeah. I like Christian entertainment, yeah. um, entertainment good. that's centered around Christ. But um, I want to say, I think it relates to what we're talking about. So even like in that, how they portray Jesus when he is like going about, like about to, um, when people are coming to him asking for healing or yeah. coming to him asking for this miracle or whatever, it shows even like Jesus and that. And I'm not sure if this happened, but I could see it happening. It shows him like looking up to the sky, like looking up to the father and praying before like he's doing these things, like seeking the will yeah. of the father in every situation. So with that being said, this goes back to where we got started here, where we uh, talk about the things that we do. How can we live up to what he's doing? What you just said right there is is what he's about to tell us here in, I think it's verse 9, I think when we get down there. But it's not even, you know, it's, if we ever make it that far. Yeah, I don't know if we will or not. Um, (laughs) I want to say one thing on what Hannah said a minute ago, though, because this is all the same conversation you said about when somebody first gets started and Mm kind of learning the work, learning the ropes, I call it kind of deal. If you are, in, and really if you're just struggling with something, what I would encourage in your prayer life is say like you're struggling with, we'll just go back to anxiety because it's something a lot of people faces. Yeah. Go into YouVersion app, go into Open Bible, something like that, and just type in anxiety. So like, okay, we're going to do it. Can we do that? Can we just, yep. this is, I tell you, this helps people more than we ever realize it. It's openbible.info. Now, mine is set, I know, no, it's not, um, Bible. Let's say that's not it. Open Bible. Um, on the U app or on the Bible app that most people have, you just hit Discover. All right, Discover. I'll go to that one then. Um, and then Discover. I'm gonna type in anxiety. All right. So when I type in anxiety, um, Philippians four six, Philippians four seven, First Peter five seven, Matthew six twenty five, Matthew twenty six. So all these verses start coming up. So I'm sitting here, okay, so how should I pray for my anxiety? Well, Philippians 4, 6 says, Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. 
7 um, says, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. So I, even as a new believer, even somebody knowing, I'm reading this thinking, okay, um, he tells me not to be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with things of let your request be known to, go, to may, be made known to God. So first of all, I'm going to pray, Lord, you said in your word, let my request be known to you. My request is that anxiety is dominating my life. I need to have good thinking. I need not to be so fearful. And Lord, in verse 7, you say that, and let the peace of God, um, which passed all understanding, keep my heart and mind through Christ. Lord, show me how that happens. Give me peace. I'm not for sure how to have peace. I don't know if I've ever had peace, but I know your spirit will empower me to have peace. And so your word's telling me this. So all I'm really doing is just praying the word. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm following what the word's telling me and I'm asking the Holy Spirit to guide me. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to. And then in first Peter, Lord, you said, I'm cast all my care upon you for he careth for me. Well, Lord, I cast it off. I I cast this bill off. I cast my children's health off. I cast my health off. I cast my the the burden of my marriage failing off. I'm casting all my cares on you, and I'm going to trust in you because I'm understanding now that you really do care for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't make this more complicated than this. You don't have yeah. to be a scholar. You don't have to be a theologian. I'm just reading this and saying, okay, this is what the Word's telling me. Yeah. Lord, this is what I'm going to pray. And I, I want to say this, too, with that, because that's really I like that you did that very like direct demonstration because that's how simple it is. But I want to say in like what I've learned is we have to mean what we say. Sure. So if we're saying these prayers and we're not meaning it with our whole heart or we're not fully if we're not trusting that these things are true. I believe you can be saved and still be learning how to trust. Yeah. I believe you can be a new believer and still sh- like yes. your old your old man used to say things you didn't mean. Mm-hmm. And your old man used to not really believe what you were saying and just go through the motions. But it is a constant choice to choose to trust that this word is true and mean it when you pray it. Yeah. And well, the more we're around the word, the more it builds faith too. Yeah. Um, and I think the more we're praying the word, the more we're asking the Lord to guide us and direct us. And um, well, can I? Sure. I uh, for those that are struggling out there, uh, one of the things that, uh, and this is coming from a guy who's struggled a lot, uh, and uh, yeah, struggled a lot. So uh, <clears throat> the uh, if you're in a struggle, whether it be anxiety, addiction, or whatever that struggle is uh if you're we get so caught up because we're focused on the struggle and as a man thinks though though he is you know i don't know where that's at i can't remember where it says but as a man thinks there you are or what whatever that is if you can find Mm -hmm. that aaron but Mm -hmm. so if we're focused on the struggling then you're always going to struggle and that thing that you're struggling with is always on your mind because you're struggling with it. Mm-hmm. This is what he's showed me in the past and recently, actually, <clears throat> is to, you know, what it really means to give that away. So w- instead of focusing on your struggle and the thing that you're struggling with that you don't want to be doing, that you don't want to be experiencing, that you don't want to have in your life instead of focusing on that struggle you need to focus on the good things of God and what he's delivered you from and and pray to him you know to take this from you 
and then focus on him focus on where he's come where he's brought you to what he's brought you from how he's made you overcome in this area or that area and focus not on the thing that you're struggling you may fall during this time you may fall into that but grow in grace repent be be true be honest and 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 tell the lord lord you see me you see me you see what i'm thinking here you see what i'm doing here this is not what i want to do you know and be true to him and and do not focus on the thing that's that you're struggling with because that's how it gets you because it's always on your mind because you're struggling with it yeah give it to the lord praise him yeah praise the lord for the things that he's already brought you from and you'll find yourself that struggle kind of starts dissipating because your mind's not on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, are you looking for Proverbs twenty three seven for as he thinketh the heart so he is. Yes. So if you if you know if you're focusing oh I've got this anxiety I'm, I'm I've got this addiction I'm I'm battling this I'm battling that as you think there you are. Yep. So as if you're going to continue to battle it it's not our battle it's his. But in order to give it to him, we have to focus on him. And when we focus on him, that battle goes away. Yep. Amen. Uh, the scripture, Colossians 3 always comes to my mind when I, when we're talking about this. The set your mind on things above, mm-hmm. not on things of on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. And then Elizabeth Higdon also texted in and said, I, the scripture about where the mind goes, the man follows. Sure. Is that the same scripture? Yeah. Uh, yep. The Proverbs? Yeah. yeah, it's a different translation. Um, different translation. <laughs> yeah. But, it's, it's um, same scripture. but, you know, and then there's going to be times in your life where you start to pray and you don't even feel like you have faith. You're hurting. You're yeah. broken. <clears throat> you're wounded. And in those moments, be vulnerable and pray and say, Lord, in this moment, I don't even know if I have faith. Yeah, just be real. I am hurting, but I know that you are with me. And I ask you to help me. I ask you to guide me. I ask you to help give me the peace that surpasses understanding, the faith that I don't even know. Um, because even in the scripture, um, it talks about, you know, I believe, help my unbelief. Yeah. Cause, and confess. Yeah. Confess. You yeah. know, if you're addicted, confess it. You know, yeah. if you if you're struggling with whatever, confess it to him. Say, Lord, you see me. Yeah. You see, here am I. Yeah. You see me doing this. I don't want to be doing this. You know, I, I'm this thing has got me. I'm, you know, I I don't want this. Yep. Amen. And and be real with him. Don't don't try to be something. Don't don't try to band aid it and cover it up and just you know battle it within yourself. Yeah. You can't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's like for me when I think of a prayer life, it's kind of like I don't want a polished prayer life. I want a productive prayer life. And I think so often we try to polish our prayer life to sound like we're very, very religious and we're very skilled and we're very knowledgeable. But if we look back to Scripture, it talks about in the in the Gospels where the Pharisee and the Sadducee, they were sitting there dressing themselves up and. I've done this and I've done that. And because we've done this, Lord, you do this and all these things. And then this sinner just comes in the room, reads his shirt, beats his chest and says, I'm a sinner. Forgive me. Forgive me. And the Bible said, which one left justified? Be real with it. It's not the polished one. It's the authentic, vulnerable one. And I think if we would learn the word vulnerable 
in our prayer life, I think it would become much more productive because vulnerability is something. I think we even talked with Brother Lance Monday about this. Vulnerability is not something that we do well in the body of Christ. It's being honest with yeah. ourselves and being yeah, be being, brutally honest. Yeah, yeah, being real. Yeah, you know this is really what's going on right here, Lord. Yeah. I mean, this is what I look like on the outside, but you see me inside yeah. here. Yeah, there's nothing we can hide from God yeah. anyway. So why nope. do we try? Yeah, really, we're just hurting ourselves because exactly. we're we're not we are not looking in the mirror. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I I think now I'm not saying that the sin still don't have consequence and everything. Yeah, it does. But, but I think the even the conversation would have gone differently if Adam didn't try to hide. Because God said, where are you? And Adam's sitting there hiding behind his religion because he's yeah. hiding behind the fig leaves. He's trying to yeah. cover himself. And he's trying to hide instead of being vulnerable and come. And if we would ever learn to be vulnerable, because the religion teaches us to hide, the gospel teaches us to come. Come and to the light. And I think if we just learn that vulnerability issue, like transparency, um, yeah. I think the problem is in the church, we're scared to be vulnerable because the church is the only one that kills off its own wounded. And instead of seeking reform- restoration and edification, we seek to, to, to pound down and throw the first stone because we don't think we have any sin. Um, just what Greg just said, self-righteousness. But if we would learn Galatians 6, 1 in the ESV, it reads, he who has fallen from spirituality, him who is spiritual, restore such a one to a spirit of gentleness. Um, basically Amen. saying if they're hurting, we're going to restore them because edification and restoration and healing is always the will of God. Yeah. He didn't come into the world to condemn it, but to save it. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I just feel I just thought of it, it's a lot harder to hide in the light than it is in the dark. Yep. It's easy to hide in the dark, but it's not easy to hide in the light. If you ever tried to play hide and seek when it's light outside, it's way harder. <laughs> like you can't hide in the light as as well as you can in the dark. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Well, um, we'll, we'll finish some more of John chapter 14 um, when we come back from the break. Here in just a minute, we're not going to the break yet. We got a couple more minutes, but um, it's been a really good morning of some practical things. And that's yeah. that's really good for us to, to take that time because... Um, I'm so thankful. We have a lot of new believers. We have a lot of young believers. We have all those that are listening. And, and I can tell you, us three in this room, we're constantly growing. Never, ever, whatever you do, feel like you've arrived. No. Don't. Well, I mean, you're, you're deceived. Yeah. And don't <laughs> ever get there. Don't ever look to any of us on here and think, well, how do they know this? Or how did they learn this? Or, or compare? Because... The only reason I can say anything is by the power of the Holy Spirit. If I don't have his, the Holy Spirit, I can do nothing. And yep. this word, I'll, I'll just be honest, Aaron and Greg have put in a lot more time in this word than I have. And I know that, like, I know that for a fact, that they've put in a lot more time in the word. But by the grace of God, <laughs> I'm here and because he wants me here and I'm still growing and I'm learning. Um, and so... As we all are. But you yes. can see that time... When you do put more time, and it doesn't have to be like all in one day, it's gradual. Yeah. Yeah. Something I can see with both Greg and Aaron is I know that they consistently get in the word. It's not that they pick one. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they do actually, <laughs> like pra- like actually with all their time. But I mean, I can just sense it that they're consistent with it. Um, if you just try to do it all in one day, it probably won't no. work well. Um, and we're always growing. And and don't like I said the other day, don't feel like you have to. Like, there's some people out there right now that's listening, and I get this a lot, is, well, I'm not a good reader. I don't like to read. It, Me neither. 
you <laughs> we are blessed with a lot of technology <laughs> yeah. and there's nothing wrong with listening to the bible and audio there's nothing wrong with getting the word in you from your ear he who has an ear let him hear like god's yeah. given us the ability to hear and he's given us the technology to hear the bible on audio like it's it's not like it means less because you listen instead of reading it's still getting in your heart so whether you're throughout the day whether you're going in your car like stuff like what we're doing should complement the Bible so it's not replacing the Bible um, when you're in your car at 630 to 7 don't do it there no I'm just kidding alright um, but you know just have a Bible like go through the Bible um, listen to audio most Bible apps version, um, ESV has a Bible study Bible app out there all these things like there's usually auto audio and now um, I like to turn the British lady on. She's pretty cool. Um, and then I like the, I mean, just the point is get the word in you. Yeah. And because honestly, the more time you spend in the word, the more the sun is revealed to you. It, it is like, I, I understand what Greg was saying earlier that the word is just words unless the spirit of God lives in us. Yeah. But the more we have the word in us, the more he can bring out, the more that he will reveal to us because yeah. we're seeing the word and the word is infallible. It's never going to change. It is truth. It stands the course of time. He preserves his word. He keeps his word. He hides his, he actually esteems his word before his neck. Like he's, he is protecting his word. Amen. Amen. But, and the more word we get and the more revelation we have revealed to us by the Holy Spirit, the more productive our prayer life will come every single time. It, it, it is a beautiful cycle. And as Greg put it a minute, a minute ago, it all fits together. And we want to be the strongest believers that we can. And unfortunately, sometimes we just expect everybody to have it together all the time and know everything. <laughs> but to take mornings like this, and yeah. we'll continue some more in John here in a second, but take mornings where it's practical things is very necessary for us to grow because it's a good reminder to ourselves. It's to reinforce what we're doing. And everybody, nobody's above anybody. We're all yeah. grown in the grace of God. And we should all, if, if I live to be 90, I want to be as studious as I've ever been. Amen. I just do. I mean, I well, want to learn. If you're following the Lord, you will be. Yep. Yeah. You know, it just it had me think about the psalm, uh, your word I have hidden in my heart. Mm -hmm. And it even makes me think about like, you know, there's there are countries that are places in the world that I'm sure they're not allowed to have Bibles. Yeah. But if you have and that might happen here one day, I'm not speak. I mean, I'm not speaking like negative things but yeah. I know what the word says and I know that tribulation and things will get worse and if somebody tries to take our Bibles away one day if we have it hidden in our heart they can never take that away mm -hmm. one thing I'll say is the closer I get to the Lord the farther away I realize that I am mm -hmm. you know so I think I said that last night because he is uh were you mocking me? No, no, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, like, I just love that you said it because yeah, I'd yeah but no it's because the, the more the the closer we get to the light the more darkness we find in us yep. and the more the light shines in our darkness. So the closer I get to him, the farther away I realize that I am. Yep. So that's only going to continue until I'm face to face. Yep. And until I'm face to face, there's, he still be shining light in my darkness. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was talking about. You know, yep. we're just growing. Yeah. It's, so. That's what I'm, that's what I try to articulate last night is the closer I get to him, the more he starts dealing with deeper issues than I ever realized. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, so I said last night, there was a part in my young age where I thought I was just going to arrive. Like I was going to stop looking at everything. I was going to stop watching it and everything's going to be great. You are holy. Yeah. And then as you get closer to him, you understand your heart. Yeah. There's caverns of your heart that still has to be cleaned out. There's still those, that unforgiveness that you've really dug deep into. There's mm -hmm. these things that internally you've suppressed and, 
And you know why he keeps doing that is because he's conforming us in, into his image of his son. Mm-hmm. And he wants us as much like him as we can possibly be. And so I think it's a beautiful picture. And uh, Morality and is a lot different than holiness. A hundred percent. Just not looking at something or not doing something. Pharisees did that. That's yep. moral. Yep. Religion teaches that. Yeah. Yep. All right, I don't think we have an answer for our second trivia question, so before we go to break, we'll read read this and give you an upper, another opportunity to get your name in this two-week drawing. Who pretended to be mad to avoid capture and death at the hands of an enemy king? Who pretended to be mad to avoid capture and death at the hands of an enemy king? 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. of the morning we got about 20 minutes left with you all on this beautiful july 20th storms possible throughout the day so be watchful for that we have an answer for our second trivia question um pastor Dwayne kidd got that one right as well who pretended to be mad to avoid capture and death at the hands of an enemy king it was david first samuel 21 13 so thank you pastor Dwayne kidd for coming and ca- i'm calling in he, he got another <laughs> one his name's in twice now yeah. he got another one greg i um, bet you he's looking in a book somewhere so. oh my goodness <laughs> well uh, i do have a dad joke uh, yes, for the you day do. it's it's coming from me this morning i just I, I remembered it and i had to share it so dad joke of the day why can't jesus wear jewelry you heard this one before no because he breaks every chain. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Amen. Breaks I liked every that chain. one. That is oh. That's a good dad joke. Yeah, right? that's I a like good dad it. joke. That's, that's a spirit. I was going to give yeah. Joey's dad joke of the day, but it's not as spiritual as yours, so I don't know if I can do that one. That's a good one. I'll, um, I'll just leave that one there. That's awesome. <laughs> um, what is the difference between a hippo and a zippo? One is very heavy and the other is a little lighter. <laughs> A little lighter. Josh Milburn and Miss Rachel brought us a sign that hangs in the studio that faces the producing room, and it says, Dad Jokes Told Here. Uh, (laughs) I love it. Uh, We love it. All right. Well, we are going to go back to John for this last portion. Greg is determined to get to verse 10. (laughs) He just wants to talk about 10. All right. Yeah, we got to get there. All right. And whither I go, you you know, and the way you know. So he's saying where I go, you do know. And the way you know, because the way is me. It's who I am. You go through me. You know me. You know the way. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where thou goest, and how can we know the way? So Thomas like, wait a second. We really don't know where you're going, so how do we know the way? And then Jesus said to them, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man come to the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also, and from henceforth you know him and have seen him. So he answers Thomas and says, look, I am the way, Thomas. I am the way. You know me. And because you know me and no one goes to the Father except through me, um, then you know the way. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. So he's now, basically saying, because you have known me, you should know the Father. Now, Philip. Here mm-hmm. comes Philip. But yep. wait a minute, Lord. <laughs> yep. Now, if you can just show us the Father, then then we'll be okay. Yep. It yeah. sufficeth us. Yeah. Well, go ahead and read it the right way. I didn't say it. No, yeah. you're fine. No, it's, you're on the track. Yeah, I know, but it, I just go ahead and read it the right Philip way. Philip said, "Philip saith unto him, Lord, show show me, or show us the Father, and it suffices, or it would suffice us, it would satisfy us. Yeah. 
it would complete us if you show us the Father. And then Jesus said to him, uh, dude, look, Philip. <laughs> dude, look, I don't think he said that. <laughs> Have I been with you so long? Have I been with you this whole time, and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? Wait a second. Philip's like, hold on, Lord. Jesus, I did not ask to know you. I asked to know the Father. That's not what Jesus answered. Yeah. Jesus saying, have I been with you this whole time, and yet you do not know me? He's actually saying, I've been with you the whole time, and you do not know that I'm the Father? Mm-hmm. Me and the Father's one? Do you not see this yet, Philip? Um, because he, he, go ahead. He that has seen me hath seen the Father. Yes. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? He's asking him, you know. Yep. Yep. Now, this is my, my favorite part right here, <laughs> verse 10. Greg has waited all morning for this. And he said, again, he did say, you know, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Show us the Father. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Go ahead, Greg. We're just done. All you right. have a good morning. I'm <laughs> out of here. Greg will finish but out the broadcast. But the Father dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Jesus Christ. The Word made flesh. Come and dwell with God Himself in the human form. Says, Believest not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Mm-hmm. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, He doeth the works. And this goes back to what we was talking about, Hannah. How can we live up? How can we do, you know, how can we live up to what the, the standards of, of the holiness that the, that the Lord is asking of us? Well, that's yeah. how we do it. He dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. So we have to invite him in. How do we invite him in? We have to seek him. We have to be honest with him. Lord, here am I. This is how I am. I don't want to be this. Mm-hmm. I want to be what you have me to be. Here am I, Lord. Change me. And the the works that we do are not of our own. Yeah. It's the works that he's done inside of us that comes out that is the fruit mm-hmm. and and it says i have uh, uh jesus uh, verse nine i think it is no that's no, so i'm go back to verse seven if you had known me you should have known my father also and from henceforth you know him and have seen him well i'm reminded to when jesus asked peter who he was and it, peter says thou art the christ uh, you know, where else would we go, basically? I don't remember how it said it, but Jesus said, you are Simon Peter. Upon this rock, I'll build yeah. my church. And it wasn't Peter. It was because no, it says, flesh and blood has not Revealed revealed this to you, but my Father only. Yeah. And upon this rock, I'll build my church. And that right there, be, having the revelation of who he is, is the foundation of which we stand, of who he is. Uh, uh, in order for one to uh, follow God or trust God, he has to believe that he is God. Mm-hmm. You know, So we have to have that revelation of who he is, and no one come to the Son except the Father draw him. Yep. And now we just learn there's no one returns to the Father but by the Son. Mm-hmm. So where does that leave our works? Where does that leave what we do? It leaves what we do, him doing in us. Because yeah. no one comes to the Son except the Father draw him. And no one goes to yeah. the Father but by the Son. So the work that is done is, is what he's doing in us. 
And that is the fruit that is produced in us that comes out because of the good work that he's done inside of us and all glory to him and nothing of us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you remember in John six sixty eight? Remember that verse? John, um, brother Pastor Wayne Kid brought this up, and it's always a good one to go back to. Let me let me get there. Um, six sixty eight. I'll start in sixty six. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then je- then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will you go away also? This is after he said, if, Unless you drink my, of my blood and eat my flesh. flesh. Yeah. Then Simon Peter said to him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Yeah. So where else do we go? You have the words of eternal life. You are the one that gives life. Um, and so good stuff. I love that. Good good scripture. Yeah. Um, it's he it's he that does the work in us. But we have to get out of the way when we're struggling like i talked about earlier if we're focusing on our struggles we're not focusing on god and the struggles consume us yep we're constantly struggling yep well if we can change it just be real with the lord with whatever it is that you're dealing with you know i, I i'm not in your shoes but i've been in my shoes and my shoes have been through some pl- some things yep and when I focused on my struggle, I constantly struggled. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I re- he I come to the realization that I had to be real. Say, God, you see me. God, yep. you see me struggling with this. You know that I don't want to be doing this thing that I'm doing. You know this. You see this in me. Mm-hmm. And I, my focus shifted from my struggle to my Savior, <clears throat> to my Savior, and. Uh, <laughs> And those chains were broken. Yep. <clears throat> um, verse 10 is awesome. Verse 11 is just good. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. So he's telling them, believe me, Philip. Believe me, guys. I am in the Father and the Father is in me. We have become one. Now, he's going to pray in a couple chapters. And as I am in the Father and he is in me, make them one with us because he's trying to bring us into the fold. That's yeah. what he's making a place for us is that we can be one with him. There's a unity coming. There's a there's a there's a communion coming. We mm-hmm. do never we never become God. Don't ever no. get that confused. No, no. But we become one with him. We walk in the unity. One day one day the bride of Christ will be given to him as his gift, as his prize. Why? Because he's making her perfect. He's making us like like him. And we are going to be one with him. We're going to walk with him. We're going to live in communion with him. My wife is one with me. Two have become one. They're still separate, but there's oneness. Mm -hmm. And my wife does not become Aaron. Aaron does not become Heather. But we become one flesh. And that is the same concept that marriage is a shadow of our relationship with Christ because two is becoming one. And that's what he prays for in John chapter 17, which we'll get to much more depth at one day, um, probably a few weeks from now still. But, <laughs> you know, it, it is that concept. And here he's already he's already setting the pace for it because he's saying, I'm the father and the father is in me. There is a unity. There is a oneness here that's walking together. And Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. And he says, if you don't believe it, at least believe in the work's sake, because the works that I do is from God. Mm-hmm. Like, Because um, he goes earlier, these words I'm not speaking to my own half in verse 10. I'm speaking them because God gave them to me. The Father's given to me. We're one, Peter. 
I mean, I, Philip. Sorry. I like how uh, my study Bible says that he, he, well, we know he's speaking to the disciples. So it says he's speaking to receptive ears. He, and he's still reassuring them of the truth. Like he's reassuring those who know him of the truth. Mm-hmm. So it, I'm just thankful for that because sure. I'm thankful that today, like he, th- those of us who are here talking about the word, we are receptive to, I mean, we care. We love the Lord. That's why we're here, you know, but he still puts these words here and still spoke his words to them, even though he was right in front of their faces to reassure them of the truth because he did know that, I mean, Mm -hmm. he was unfolding the truth in front of their eyes. They weren't able to look back on it. Like we're able to look back on it. And he knew those things. And that just shows how much he loves us and has grace and mercy on us that he was reassuring them. And it just shows us that we still need that. We still need to always come back to the word because even those who have been in this thing for a long time, even seasoned Christians, we, we can never get comfortable because there's always going to be times we need to have reassurance and come back to the Word. Give me this day my daily bread. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes and amen. For verily, verily, I say unto you, or truly, truly, anytime you see a verily, verily in Scripture, always reminded, kind of perk up a little bit. Perk up. He's saying this is truly a true statement. Like, there's no other way around it. Truly, truly, I say to you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he also do he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Now, he that believeth on me, he's telling us that those who believe in him, the works that he's doing, he shall also do. Now, I believe in the concept, and he's talking again to the disciples, and together when we start to believe on him. Greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. The reason that greater works are coming is because it's not just one man doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not just one person. You now it's a body of Christ doing them together. And the works of Christ should be manifest in and through our life. If we believe in him, if we believe on him, if we believe that he is who he says he was, then I'm telling you, there will be external things happening and being on display from those who believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. So we believe that God is still healing. We believe God is still delivering. We believe that God is definitely still healing. I mean, saving. We believe that God is doing all of these works still today. God is still casting out demons. The All these things God is still using his bride and his church to do. And honestly, even in a greater measure now. Because now it's not one man or 12 men walking the earth. Now it's millions on the earth doing the works of Christ in the earth. And we should see light expanding, the kingdom of God growing. We should see harvests coming in. And why? Because it is just a natural consequence of our lives being turned upside down by the glory of God. And um, now that verse is preached a whole lot. Everybody loves that verse. Um, And I do love the verse. But I think sometimes we just kind of go like, well, I'm going to be greater than Jesus. Um, that, I think sometimes we can run with it and get too puffed up yes. by a lot of scriptures yeah. like yeah. that. When we have to look at the context and we have to realize that it's not all about us. Because he's not spe- speaking to only me when I read this. Mm, <laughs> like, I have says, to remember that. Yeah, well, in, you know, in verse 13 it says, and, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So there again, you know, we we don't need to get too puffed up thinking we're going to go 
Yeah. <laughs> more, it's well, because we got to do it in his name. So if we're going to do it in his name, that goes back to praying his word and, yeah. and, and his will and, uh, and, you know, seeking his will for what we do. And if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're if you're going to ask it in his name, that's not just saying in the name of Jesus, I, uh, I want this or I want that. So if you're going to ask it in his name. We're asking according to his will. You're asking according to his will. You, yeah. so, you know, it's it's praying and seeking and, and that prayer and fasting, you know, just like casting out that devil where he talked about only comes from prayer and fasting. Well, fasting, and in my in my understanding of this, uh, this particular one, yes, it could be fasting food and, and all these things, and I, I, I agree with that. But I think, uh, prayer and fasting is uh, fasting yourself and giving yourself to God, uh, giving uh, giving your time to the Lord, spending time with Him, uh, and praying and seeking Him, and uh, and and just be become and trying to become one with Him. You know what, it, that that He can uh, just deny yourself. You know, take up your cross and follow in Him. That's all these things I believe is this fasting. That he's talking about prayer and fasting. You're fasting your flesh. You're fasting your wants. You're fasting your desires. You're fasting your life, and you're giving it to Him, saying, "Here am I, Lord," and you're praying, and you become, you know, and because of this, you become one with Him. And anything you ask in My name, I will do it, because then you're in His will. Yeah. yeah, it's nothing that we do, and it's all that what he's doing in us. Yeah. I do like that you brought that up um, because the actual word fasting is talking about food, correct? Yeah, Aaron, mm-hmm. like it, shut your mouth. That's the one. Close what? your mouth. No, it's that's what it means. <laughs> I was like, oh, close shut my mouth. mouth. <laughs> close, <laughs> shut your mouth or close your mouth. That's what it means. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> don't hang to shut up on air. That was funny. No, it, you just said it so fast that it's like, okay, I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> That was so funny. No, but I like how you brought that up because if we're fasting, like if we're fasting from food, but Mm -hmm. we're still treating everybody like garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you're fasting for food, but you're not praying, you're not And we're not praying. But even if we are praying and we're fasting from food, but then we're just like still being rotten and and nothing's changing, (laughs) then something's wrong. Like we we might be doing the fast for a wrong motive at that point or something's like going on like that needs to be fixed. And I don't want to take away from that, you know, as far as fasting. I I want Because it is important. Yeah, I want to be an addition to. Let's stop talking about fasting. Yeah. Uh, But but, but let's go further. Let's (laughs) go the extra mile. No, let's not go further Like what Jesus is saying. (laughs) Yeah, so, and I'm, and you know, and you know, and much you know like i said i I know he's talking about fasting as food but i wanted i don't want to take that away from there but i want to go farther in in the fasting you know of our flesh and our self uh, selfish well we're going to uh we got a one minute left um i want to say this on verse 12 because this is a good example of contextual study because he says because i go into my father you should be doing all these works well if we just read that verse alone and saying, well, because Jesus dies, we're going to be do to be able to do all this. But in reality, if we understand other parts of the scripture, he says, I must go so I can send the comforter. Because if I don't go to my father, I can't send the spirit. Yeah. And because the spirit is coming because I'm going, that's how you're going to be empowered to do the works and greater works. Yeah. And I, man, can we save this for next Thursday? <laughs> <Are y'all> gonna... <laughs> 
Or do I need to show up tomorrow? tomorrow? Well, you never know. Sometimes we it, sometimes we miss like two days of John. We just I get started. I will be on vacation next week, so oh. I will try to tune in and listen <laughs> to. <laughs> I would love to listen to y'all continue. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to head out for this morning. Um, we love you guys so much. We'll be back 7 a.m. Central Time tomorrow here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio. Number.